Welcome to the Jackie Service Show. I'm Jackie Service, where we are talking all things people strategy, entrepreneurship, and how hiring the right humans will unlock the next phase of growth in your business. As a former corporate VP of HR, my life completely shifted when I learned I had a brain tumor. From this moment forward, I knew that there was more. I dove headfirst into healing, mindset work, and spirituality. And from this space, my entrepreneur journey was born. Now I am a people strategist and founder of Serve Recruitment Agency, a boutique recruitment firm that helps scaling companies hire aligned leaders for growth. In this podcast, I'm going to share about my business journey, entrepreneurship, leadership, and how hiring the right humans unlocks massive potential. Welcome to the show. Are you confused about hiring? You're not alone. Majority of leaders struggle to figure out who they need, in what roles, and when, and how these people will have the greatest impact on the growth of their business. This is why we created People Strategy Sessions to do a deep dive into your business and help you build a clear roadmap on the talent you need to drive sustainable growth. We dive into your greater why, where you are today in your business, where you want to go in your business from a growth standpoint, and ultimately, who do you need to enable that growth overall? For more information, please send an email to Jackie at JackieService.com or feel free to reach out at JackieService across all platforms. Welcome back to another episode of the Jackie Service Show. I have my new friend, Hannah Gorlick here. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me, Jackie. I'm so excited to dive into this one and to get to know a little bit more about your story, understand how you became an entrepreneur and have built the business that you are building today, all things designed with Hannah. So I can't wait to dive in and just such a pleasure to have you. Same girly. Thank you so much. Love it. So before we dive into your story, one of the ways I like to just start off a podcast is with some rapid fire questions, just so we can get to know you a little bit better. Okay, fun. Let's get in. Cool. Where are you from? Where were you raised? I was raised in the suburbs outside of Seattle in a small town called Maple Valley. It's pretty rural. I grew up on, I would say like a hobby farm. I was an only child. I grew up in the woods, catching frogs, riding horses, riding goats, being dirty. So lots of independence, being outside. Childhood was a lot of fun, a lot of, uh, a lot of adventure. Yeah. I love that. There's so much to do on a hobby farm. My um, sister-in-law and brother-in-law <laughs> live on a hobby farm. And every time my kids go there, they, they come back and it's like, it was a full camp for them. They just think it oh, was yeah. the coolest experience ever to see the animals and kind of go get lost in the forest and go down to the pond. And it's a whole different experience. <sighs> and for those that are watching on video, what you see of Hannah now is She's got beautiful hair done. She's always very bright and colorful in her outfits she chooses. So can I say like, was Hobby Farm like always dirty? Was there a little bit of tomboy energy? And then that's that's ebbed and flow over time? Or where did this bright, colorful side of you come from? Oh my gosh, I love this question. So this bright, colorful side of me, she's, she's new. Like, I'm still getting to know her. She's 
she's a new personality for me. I've spent, to be totally honest, I spent the last like six or seven years of my life as a very hardcore militant minimalist. And Mm -hmm. there was lots of rules, lots of structure, lots of, I can only wear these colors and I can only have these types of things or only have certain things. And that framework kept me very safe for quite a while. And I think it served me a good purpose when I was in my early twenties and I was trying to save and I was being frugal, but I just felt limited. And also I was definitely deep in that tomboy energy. And I also kind of had this tune to be honest of like, not always wanting to associate myself with being a girl, because there were a lot of things about like hyper femininity that I just didn't honestly like didn't like. And I always kind of leaned more into my male friendships and wanted to be like the cool girl who had the guy friends. And there was just this time in the last few years where I really started to kind of break through that and be like, something's really blocking me. I don't really want to continue like holding on to this energy. And this really all kind of aligned with the same time that I started my design business. And during that time, my early clients, they were all women. And for the last three years, I've only worked with women. And this has all kind of come together of me stepping into like my femininity and exploring color and clothes that make me feel confident in my feminine and enjoying like empowering myself in that way and really cherishing and nourishing my friendships with women and my business relationships with women. And um, this whole shift has completely transformed my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so like, I feel like there's a whole new world now that I've kind of let this, this like dark, and I can go back to growing up in Seattle and hating where I lived and hating the weather. And I've moved now to, to Phoenix and and I live in Arizona. It's warm and it's sunny. It's beautiful. And I just, yeah, huge shift from feeling minimalist and dark and dreary and, and dirty and to this like new version of myself. And it's just, it's feeling pretty awesome. Well, she's shining. She's shining bright. And I love Thank it. Cause you. this is the only version of you. I know this is the version of you I've met. So I didn't even know that there was a pre version to it. And as you were talking about the hobby farm, I was like, you know, I had this immediate, it's the story I'm telling myself, right? My my immediate mm. mindset shift is like, hey, my my nieces and nephews are always dirty and kind of, you know, always in that more of a tomboy kind of style energy. And so it's more of a curious question that really impact a lot about who you are. And, you know, you yeah. answered my next question, which is where do you live now? Which is the beautiful, you know, city of Phoenix. Are you right in Phoenix or Scottsdale or whereabouts are you in the city? I'm in Scottsdale. Yeah. I'm yeah. Scottsdale. Just an incredible, I'm there a lot with clients and friends and I just, I fall in love every time I'm there. The sky is always vibrant. The sunsets are just to die for the people yeah. are vibrant. There's just a different buzz yeah. and energy there. So I'm from Toronto. Yes. I get the like cold gray dreary kind of weather as well. And I always yeah. love spending a lot of time in the winters in Phoenix because it just changes the vibration completely. Oh my gosh. Yes. A thousand percent. 
Love that. Okay. Amazing. So we're now living in a place that also empowers you to continue to step into this new version or next version of yourself, which I so deeply love. Oh yeah. I'm a sun, I'm a sun goddess. And it's really funny. My, my dad recently, I lived with him during COVID and he gave me a childhood memory box of all of the kind of little precious children things that he saved for me. And one of them was a drawing that I had done when I was a child, maybe when I was like six or seven. And it was a picture of a house and inside it was this giant sun. And the title of the photo was the house that had the sun inside it. And there was just all of these things when I was a kid where I was constantly like, I love the sun. I love to be warm. I love summer. And I actually hung that drawing up in my bathroom because now I finally feel like I'm living in the house that has the sun inside it. Like Mm -hmm. the sun is is inside me. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. I'm vibrant. And where I live is also like reflecting that. And so, yeah, just a little, uh, little circle moment there. So beautiful. I love that one. I love that he kept some of those like keepsakes for you and that there's this full circle moment for you to realize that you are the sun and even inclusive of where you've chosen to plant roots and live is also, you know, one of the most beautiful suns, sunshine states that we have. So incredible. Thank you for pulling that through. I love that. Totally. Well, our, our rapid fire have become like the episode. I'm loving this, that like, we're getting so deep so yeah. quickly on. Oh girl, I go deep. I saying. go deep. I love yeah. that. My, my friends and I have a saying that there's like, I don't know if this is going to offend people, but we have a saying if there's like there's surface hose and we're the trench bitches. Like we, if we're going to talk, we're always going to go deep. We're going to go down to the trenches. We're going to take it there. And like, those are just the kind, those are my people, the trench bitches. You are my people. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So good. All right. Two more questions. And then we'll talk a little bit more about your story and pull a little bit more at how you got into the world that you're in today. But what is your favorite book that you recommend to most people? Favorite book that I recommend to most people. Um, This is a bit of a difficult question. Um, I would say Man's Search for Meaning is one of my favorite books. Mm, I actually have not read it. I'm going to put it on my list. Okay. I always love to hear what different people why they connect to the book or what it is about the book that kind of resonated with them. But I'm going to take, take my time and put that one on my own list. So got it. Yes. And then final question here on the rapid fire is who's a mentor that has supported just the expansion of who you are and helped you step into this new version of self. Mm. Mentors are, you know, of course, at different times of life, we've had many different mentors. I would say in, in my adult life, to be honest, I would say Dan Martell is probably one of the greatest inspirations and he has been in my world for many years. So I would definitely say that now he's a mentor, like intimately because I'm inside of his program and in his world. Mm-hmm. But even before then, um, just always looking to him as a as that lighthouse and wanting to be able to step into that that greater vision, bigger version of myself and, and take the action that he takes. Yeah. yeah. You and I both, he's uh he's been somebody that I've been watching for let's call it five or six years. And, you know, I had this, this mentality of like, Oh, I can't work with him because I don't have a tech company. And mm-hmm. here we are kind of full circle yeah. however many years later. And we're both, that's how Hannah and I have connected is through this um, elite mastermind program that we're in. And 
it's just giving you such an inside look to who he is and how he shows up. And what you see online mm-hmm. is really Dan, which is super cool too. And I know something that you love to talk about, which is building authenticity online and really showing up as you are, you know, cause I don't see him as a different version when I've spent one-on-one time with him, when he's with his wife, when he's with his family, when he's in the, in the room teaching us, he's, he's Dan and his, you know, beliefs and vision kind of reign through all aspects of his life, which is super cool. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Love that we connected this way. I know it's so great. I love that too. So before we get into, I do want to talk about personal branding and your perspective on that as we, as we go forward here, but before we do that, you've talked a little bit about your background and your backstory and how you got to doing what you do today, but pull that a little bit more. So hobby farm, farm, Seattle, to vibrant design gal who's supporting women and helping women be more empowered online. How did this all come about and pull that string a little bit more for us? Mm, Sure. I've always really gone against the status quo. I've never worked traditional like nine to five office job. Even in, I mean, I've worked retail jobs and I did the whole, you know, retail hustle thing to pay for school and to get through college. I've had an internship at a nine to five job. My senior year of college, they actually offered me a full-time position at the end of the year. And the thought of sitting in that office underneath the fluorescent lights, every day I came home, I felt nauseous after leaving the office. It was the fluorescent lights. It was sitting at the desk. It was being stuck. It was the schedule. Like all of it just like, it made me like physically ill. I don't know what it was about it, but I just always knew that working for somebody else and being on somebody else's timeline was fucking not for me. And Mm -hmm. so I've been like going at it for in entrepreneurship from the get, like from my early, early twenties, I was a, like, I think in college, I was a real estate agent. I was hustling and selling real estate. And I really thought that that was going to be a big thing. But another part of that is I also really hate business professional. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I like to operate in business casual, putting on the mask, putting on the fancy clothes, sitting at the fancy tables. Like I've just really never, I've just really never vibed. I really prefer, prefer things to feel authentic, natural, Mm -hmm. down to earth. And I think that probably goes back to my roots of like living on the hobby farm and being that tomboy and just being self-expressive and just not liking to feel like I have to do myself up for anybody. Mm -hmm. And so being in the real estate world, that really did not serve me because I had to play this part that I really despised. And I, you know, I just, I just really wasn't, I just wasn't into it. It wasn't working for me. Um, And so then I spent quite a bit of time traveling. I just like, I packed my backpack. I sold all my shit. I went to the Middle East to Northern, I went to the Middle East to uh, Northern Africa to all throughout Europe and spent about a year on the road, just like hitchhiking, living in hostels, volunteering. And that really gave me a lot of insight. I learned a lot about myself, but at the same time, I felt really unfulfilled because I, I like to be pursuing 
something Mm -hmm. that makes me feel like my personal development and my intelligence, I suppose, are like gaining at the same time. Like I like to be working towards a goal that I feel like is bigger than myself. So when I was traveling, it was really self-fulfilling, but I didn't feel like I was working towards something that was greater than me. So when I came back, I was like, okay, I have these skills as a real estate agent. What can I do with this? And so I co-founded a technology startup that mm. was like, it was like Uber for real estate agents. It was a, an app where a real estate agent could sign up to support another real estate agent with services like home showings or inspections. And I spent about three or four years, like really deeply committed to bringing this app to life. And that's actually how I found Dan Wartel was Mm -hmm. when I was in this technology tech startup journey. And I did the whole thing. Like I tried to raise money. I had a development team. I had a co-founder. Like I was really hustling hard on this. I really, really believed in this vision. And I'm like, okay, finally, like my entrepreneurship journey, like it's connecting. I'm doing something that makes me feel of value. I'm reaching this bigger mission. I like, I had this big plan and then COVID happened. Mm. Um, right when we were about to launch the app, right when we had run out of runway. And so that just totally kind of killed my, my vision on that. Um, but that led me into where I am today. It led me into being a branded web designer. And I mean, I'll stop on this tangent because that's a whole nother crazy Mm -hmm. freaking story about how I like literally just got here. But in terms of the timeline, that's what it looks like. It looks like constantly trying different entrepreneurial things, feeling like I didn't fit in or I had to be somebody that I didn't want to be quitting because I was unhappy and or failing because it just, it didn't work out, but I've just refused to quit. And Mm. I'm really grateful that I haven't. That's it. Oh my gosh. So much. So there's so much about your story that I just love. And one of the things that kept coming through me as you were talking, like, resiliency, 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 Mm -hmm. right? It's the, I have a big, I'm a big believer in lived experience. Like if I haven't actually lived it myself, then maybe I have a a perspective or an opinion, but I actually don't, it's not as deeply rooted as if I've lived it fully myself. And as you were talking, I'm like, wow, it's so interesting that all these moments had to happen in your life from a lived experience standpoint to continue to pull at that resilience, to continue to pull at you know, I always call it like the dial, like, Hey, we're getting closer to something that feels like it's really authentically you, but it's not quite there. Yeah. Like it's close, but not quite there. And I always talk about like kind of taking that dial and trying to find kind of the the due North or the true North for, for me. And I did the same thing for the last, you know, eight years of kind of starting entrepreneurship. I left a big corporate job where I wore all the masks and the fancy clothes and did that persona, led that life for a while until I realized that personally for me, I actually had a physical breakdown. I was physically ill. Mm. I was diagnosed with a brain tumor and my body like literally physically broke down around that. And uh, although yes, healthy now and have moved through that in a lot of ways, you know, there's still this like shedding of the persona of who I thought I had to be for so many years ingrained in the conditioning of my life Mm. to just start to realize who is Jackie? You know, when we talk about authenticity, it's like, I didn't even know the authentic version of self because there were so many masks, you know, covered on me for so many years that I've been like stripping those off for the last, what feels like decade. And Mm. since diving into entrepreneurship 
in a lot of ways, like I just have this belief, you don't know what you don't know. And so you have to experience it. You have to get in there. You have to feel it. And there's been a lot of times where, you know, kind of shifting my business over the last eight years until doing what I'm doing today for the last, you know, four or five, it was, you know, to, to the external world, maybe a bit confusing because I kept shifting focus a little bit of being an online business coach. And I was an executive coach for corporations. And I did all of these different things until I found kind of full circle myself back in this place of at the core of everything I've always done. It's been this like deep understanding of how people can unlock life experiences, Mm -hmm. passion, coaches can unlock for, for humans, people can unlock businesses. Like it's always come back to this, this people aspect of it, but it took lived experience to get there. So as I'm hearing you talk about trying this and it wasn't fully it. And I went this, this direction, I thought it was it, but it it didn't end up working out. How have those, you know, what, what could look like from the outside world, how have those quote unquote failures or areas of your life that didn't feel fully authentic led you to do what you do today? How are they stepping stones? Mm. First, I want to say thank you for sharing that with me and being vulnerable in that way. And I'm so glad to hear that you fucking bet on yourself and you're like, you know, fuck this shit. And you've done your own thing. You've gone through your, your journey of like, of your health. I'm so glad that you're healthy and you were able to get through that. And on the other side, you're feeling fulfilled and you've let those masks down and you've really stepped into something that feels like it's giving you purpose and you're living your vision and just, Mm. Oh, that just fills me. I'm so happy Mm. for you, Jackie. It's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you for that. I mean, let's be honest. There's probably still masks I can't see yet that are still on there that I got to strip away, but that's a part of the journey, you know, and, and definitely a, definitely a 180 versus the woman I was eight years ago. So thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. And to answer your question, how do I perceived failures from the outside? Everything is everything is an opportunity for self-growth and learning. I definitely can say that I've repeated the same mistakes a lot, many times. Like I've, I've thought that I've learned from mistakes and I've continued to make them, whether it's being in unhealthy relationships or continuing like negative patterns of self-thought or disbelief in self like there's definitely certain ways that I felt like oh I learned that lesson and I I really I really didn't sometimes it just takes a huge fucking breakthrough to be like wow Mm -hmm. I keep repeating the same problems over and over again and Mm -hmm. I feel like right now in my life like in my journey personally and professionally I'm finally breaking through of these some of these really toxic cycles that I've continued to repeat. And and some of that has to do with learning about my ADHD and how that affects my decision-making and my daily operating processes and my energy and like unlocking the fact that I had not had, have unlocking the fact that I have ADHD has been absolutely life-changing and realizing why I continued to make these like repeated patterns or mistakes. Um, And I think it's like, once you kind of unlock the big elephant in the room that you don't see, like our optic blind spots are outrageously huge. Mm. That's why we have, that's why we have to depend on the people closest to us to like Mm. keep us in check because there's literally so much that we just can't see. So the mistakes that I've made, yes, I've made them over and over again. I'll be totally honest about that. 
but I feel like support in the community that I have and now the understanding that I have about myself, I'm able to stop some of these negative patterns and the failures that I've had, they've just continued to teach me lessons of, I think, resiliency being the biggest lesson. And then just knowing that despite the fact that I made mistakes, I'm still pretty proud of like where I've been and where I am, which gives me hope for my potential to just do so much more now that I've unlocked some of my biggest personal blocks that I just couldn't see before. Mm, Thank you for sharing. I'm so curious as I've had, you know, I have close friends who have ADHD as well. And when I ask this question, I'm curious what, what shows up for you. I see through the lens of my friends, and this is again, just me witnessing their, their gifts that ADHD is actually a superpower for them. And now that they have awareness of it and are using, you know, are stepping into it fully, there's like this unlock of understanding of themselves in a different way that they're really, you know, firing at different cylinders that I haven't seen them do before. Mm. I'm curious for you, how do you see understanding the deeper lens of having ADHD? How does that support you? Or would you use the word like superpower of how, now that you understand it, it's unlocking kind of fuller potential for you? Mm. Love that. I feel like ADHD is a, it's, it's complex and it's Mm -hmm. complicated. And I'm, I'm in my really early stages of one, understanding ADHD in general and two, understanding how it has affected me in so many ways in life. Like I, I feel like I finally unlocked my brain in the last Mm -hmm. year and was like, was like, wow, I could just see things that I couldn't see before. And Yes, I would say that ADHD is 100% a superpower, but it also is, um, it's also insidiously sickening because it can really break down your personal belief in your own self-worth, I think is the Mm. biggest thing. Like my understanding and my my own understanding of how my ADHD shows up in my life is it is a intention deficit disorder. I have all of the motivation, the passion, the intention to bring certain things to life, but I struggle with taking action or I struggle with getting from A to B because the motivation bridge doesn't have all of the planks or my wall of awful just feels so daunting to climb. Like these are just some like ADHD terms that I've, you know, really kind of latched onto. And the, I think the biggest thing is just when you don't know that those kinds of things are in your way every day, you just kind of feel like you're just not doing enough. And it really breaks down your self-worth and your self-efficacy and I've struggled just a lot in my life with feeling like incapable or feeling unworthy and feeling unconfident in my abilities. And so much of that just had to do with me continuing to like reinforce these negative thoughts about myself. Like, oh, you want to bring this program to life, but you haven't taken action on it. And once I was really able to unlock the fact that I had ADHD and start to use 
like scientifically, scientifically proven tools and systems to help support me. Every day I do the work and I build self-confidence. I build self-efficacy. I feel better about myself. I feel like I can fucking do this. And mm-hmm. so, so matching my new confidence with aligned action and my creativity and my like boundless tank of energy that I can literally refill on a dime by listening to music and dancing or going on a run or exercising. And it's like getting a second wind in sports where you're like, you know, you're tired and you're like, oh, I could fucking go forever now that I've like hit the second wind. Like ADHD is just, I have this motor inside me that can literally never stop. It can push me on forever. And now that I have different ways to harness it and use it, I feel pretty invincible. And matching that with the confidence of taking action, I feel like no one can fucking stop me now. And Mm. that's really empowering. I love that. It's interesting because off camera, when we were first talking, we were just sharing a few things that were really near and dear to your heart. And you talked a lot about how who you are today, when you think about branding and digital products and building a personal brand online is about yes, building authenticity, but more so than that, it's about raw confidence and empowering women. And you really dove deep into those two terms. And it's interesting as I listen to you talk about your own shift and your own unlock as you've kind of grown as an individual and as a woman over your life, I always go back to this term around your message is in the mess. Like my, a lot of what Mm -hmm. I talk about was learned through my experience of hitting my rock bottom. And then the experience of coming through that, I'm curious, how, how have you turned those things on for yourself? And when you think about confidence and empowering women, like what's a message you want women to hear that are out there right now? Mm. Have I turned it on for myself? keeping my promises to myself, taking aligned action, not allowing procrastination, fear, or doubt to get in the way have been key factors in building my confidence and making me feel worthy. And on the other side of that has been all of the work that I have done with women over the last three years. When I deliver something to somebody and they tell me, this is fucking amazing. You read my mind. I'm so happy. I'm crying happy tears. I've never felt so like good about the way that I look or my systems online. All of that is just all of this really positive reinforcement that what I'm doing matters. And knowing that the work that I'm doing has an impact and it changes other people's lives. And I'm part of a ripple effect where when I help a woman look amazing online, And it gives her the confidence to show up and bring her precious program into the world that she's poured her time, energy, love, soul into. And then she helps dozens and hundreds of other women through that program. I'm part of this ripple effect that's so much bigger than just me. And through every every client I deliver, you know, I deliver branding or I design a website or I, I design a funnel and Every time I received positive feedback, it built my self-confidence. And I just like, I genuinely have to say fucking thank you to the dozens of women who have hired me over the years and have trusted me with their business because their yes and Mm -hmm. their appreciation and their results 
and their confidence have just helped build me up. And I a hundred percent have like them to thank because without that positive reinforcement, without that feedback, I, I absolutely wouldn't be the person that I am today at all. Mm. And so beautiful in terms of, you know, there's so many other women that have given to you for you to kind of find that confidence within yourself, find that empowerment within yourself. But let me play this back to you as kind of a mirror of having known you for a few months and witnessing just your raw confidence online. Now you're playing that for other women. You know, I think about somebody like myself who would come to you and say like, Hey, I have this vision and I just don't know how to pull it, take my vision and put it into a design that's going to make sense for the end user to understand that this is the place that they need to come in. And I've seen just by nature, if you haven't checked out Hannah's Instagram, we will link it on online here um, in the show notes. But if you go to her Instagram, you're literally going to see her, her level of detail when it comes to design, how she's pulling the vibrancy of each woman through. And Mm. it almost feels so personalized and so personal to their vision And that is such a gift. And I'm so, I just want to play that back to you as much as women have given you that confidence. What I see now is kind of this total figure eight where you're now able to take that confidence and pull that out of other women so that they can step into their confidence and the ripple effect continues, which is such a beautiful thing. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Oh, I love the vision of the, of the figure eight. That's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I love the kind of infinity loop of how it all circles back around and it all comes back around in some way, shape or form energetically. So I love that. I'm curious, how did you, so we leave this tech company, COVID happens. How did you find that you were gifted in design? Like where did this spark come from that ignited within you that then said, Hey, I'm actually really good at this. Let me go play and kind of pull in more of a creative side of Hannah. Yeah. So I've always loved branding, logo design, like package design. That stuff has just always gotten me off, like just good aesthetics. I've always been a big fan. And honestly, every entrepreneurial route that I took was an excuse to practice design. Like I became a real estate agent because I wanted to design real estate flyers and I wanted to create a website. Like those were some of the core motivating mm-hmm. factors behind being a real estate agent. It was like, oh, I can make my own hours, but I can also like go in Canva. Like I was an OG Canva user. Like I was on Canva in college, I think in 2015, 16, when the platform was like very rudimentary. And I had a, there was another uh, peer in one of my classes. She was working for a marketing agency at the time. And she showed me Canva and she showed me how she was creating a logo in there. And so I first started using it to like get good grades. I was making like higher level uh, slide deck presentations and stuff for college. And so I have to say, thank you, Canva for my, you know, Mm 3.8 GPA. I have you to thank. And that's really when I knew that I loved playing online in the digital in the realm. I'm also like, I'm also Virgo. I'm very creative, but I like structure. And so what I love about web design is that it's not, um, it's not abstract. Like it has a lot of strategy. There's a lot of intention behind it. It also is about like, how much shit can I remove and still make this, get a message across. So for me, the things that I love about design 
are like the aesthetics and the strategy, because those two things like together, they totally fill me. So I've always been obsessed with design. I've tried to use it in every sort of entrepreneurial um, situation I've had in my startup. You know, I did all the branding, the web design, I built MVP. Um, So yeah, so that's like the early beginning. Um, But in terms of like where I am now, this is honestly a crazy story. Do you want to, I, I don't want to just like go on a tangent, but we can get into it if you want. Like it's depth, crazy. depth is a love language for us both. So let's go. <laughs> okay. So at the very beginning of COVID, my startup was fucking tanking. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, I was over, I'll be totally honest. I've never said this on camera to anybody, but I was over $35,000 in credit card debt from paying my remote team to bring this vision to life. And COVID started, I had no money. My landlord was like, I'm going to sell the house. You have a few months to move out. And this was my life. So I was feeling pretty fucking down on myself. Like, Mm -hmm. wow, I am a failure. Right at this time, my mom tells me that she reconnects with my aunt and that my long lost cousin is running this successful online coaching business. And that since my business is failing, maybe she'd have some advice for me. So I should hit her up. I'm like, okay. So I go to her Instagram, my cousin's name, her name is Janae. I go to Janae's Instagram. She has like 80,000 followers. I'm like, there's no way she's going to read my message, but I'm going to message her anyway. So I hit her up on the DMs. I'm like, Hey, this is your long lost cousin. I just wanted to connect. How are you doing? She's so sweet. She gets back to me like right away. And she's like, dude, of course I remember you. And like crazy enough, I'm going to be in Seattle in the next two weeks. I'm going to this big family dinner. Why don't you come? I'm like, okay, fab. So I go there to the family dinner. My cousin and I, we are wearing identical outfits. Like we are dressed, we are dressed like twins. And I have a photo of us. It's so cute. So she starts talking to me about, about my startup. And I tell her like, She's like, what are you good at? I'm like, oh, I'm good at design. I can design websites. I do, I do branding. She's like, okay, well, like my online coaching business is blowing up and I need help with designing landing pages. And I want to rebrand my program because I created the branding and it looks pretty low budget or whatever. She's like, I'll hire you. I'm like, okay. So my cousin hires me and in the first month I get a fucking crash course on digital products, online coaching courses, funnels, social media, like personal branding for social. Like she was a really high level as well at this time. She's like an OG online business Mm -hmm. coach. So, you know, she's already, she's invested, you know, hundreds of thousands in high-end business coaches. So she's already got all of the strategies and the tips and I just learned everything, you know, in the first couple months. And she invited, you know, my, she invites me to come and live with her because I'm getting kicked out of my place. So I go, I live with my cousin for a month and she really was the kickstart of me. One, getting into the online coaching and education space to applying my skills that I already had with branding and design specifically for online education And then realizing like, oh, all of my skills of creating digital mock-ups in order to like show people how my app works, all of that directly translates to creating digital mock-ups of digital programs. So like I already had a lot of this like base knowledge from what I was doing in my startup. And so it really was a perfect 
translation and I are, and like the strategy and everything behind it, I just became obsessed. And so Mm -hmm. my cousin ran and she runs an online coaching business where she teaches other women how to uh, monetize their expertise and build an online business. So she was funneling clients that were going through her program into me. So she not only hired me, but she fed me my first clients. And from there, my business just started to blow up. And I'm like, I'm not going to give up because like I said, every time that I delivered content for a woman, she loved it. And it just continued to build this positive reinforcement of, oh, I'm doing something that's working. And that's really how I got to where I am. And so I have my cousin Janae, cousin Janae to thank for, for my career now. Oh, I love it. I love how things all Man, when we create space and we allow it to happen, the energy and how people show up at the perfect moment and the perfect time and just the synchronicities in life are really, really are there. And I love that that is how you got your start, but also how you were able to pull the skill sets through. You know, there's always a through line. Like if you listen to people's stories, I always love podcasting because I'm like, honestly, I'm just having a conversation. I'd love to have with you over coffee and we put mics in front of us and therefore people are here listening in with us, but there's through lines to people's story and a big piece of your through line. One, yes, is resiliency, but two is this whole, like just deep passion around design and aesthetic and how that has always been the thing that has come back full circle. And I just love that. That's what you're doing today. And that's what you're building now and as i've met you i've i've only known the version of design with hannah so i didn't know this whole other past version of you and i just think about having come from such a big corporate background into the online space honestly one it felt like the wild west when i landed here and two Mm. all these different ways to communicate online just felt really overwhelming and you know very early on in my career people were telling me to build out kajabi pages and i was you know researching YouTube channels on how to do a Kajabi page. And one of the things I've realized, and I I do today is I work with a lot of founders and really invite them to think about what their skills are and then surround themselves with other humans that don't, that have different skills than they do to build kind of holistic teams. I'm so curious today, like, who do you love working with? Who are your ideal clients? Who are you calling in? Who do you love to serve when you think about branding and kind of pulling full vision through from a branding standpoint? I love to work with women who are deeply passionate about bringing their programs, their coaching, their offerings into the world because they feel like it's their soul's purpose. Like it doesn't matter if your niche is fitness or nutrition or business, like as long as you feel like your journey, your skills need to be put out into the world because they are going to impact another person. And those are the kinds of women that I want to work with. Women who like deeply know that their purpose is to serve and that it's their duty to package their knowledge into a program that can serve others. And they feel so passionate about that those are the kinds of women that I love to work with. So cool. And if one of those women is listening right now and they're like, well, I have this technology and it's Kajabi or Wix or whatever it is. Like, do you have a a place you like to hang out more? Like, would you say you're an expert in one technology or, or another? I'm focusing right now on building inside of Kajabi. So cool. I've 
I've done lots of platforms, but personally, I'm speaking into Kajabi now because I feel like they are really standing up tall to support the online course creator. Their product roadmap is fully supportive of continuing to create feature sets that are going to be beneficial for an online business. And their platform is just easy to use. So I stand behind easy. I stand behind simple. I stand behind supporting the vision. So Kajabi, I'm leaning in all the way. I love it. And yes, Kajabi, like even for the non-designer within me, figured it out. What I will tell you is my sites look like shit until I actually brought a designer in. And I didn't know what was possible in Kajabi until you had somebody who had the bigger vision be able to sure. kind of like pull that out of me and, and fully mock it up and, and bring it to life. So I absolutely love what you're doing. I want to give an opportunity for you to share like what's coming up right now in business for you. What are ways that people can reach out and work with you if they're interested in learning more? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at design with Hannah. I hang out there. My DMS are open. If you want to get to know me, stories are the place. Like I'm posting diligently in stories behind the scenes every day. And if you want to work together, if you're a woman, you want to grow your online business, you want to stand out with branding that feels soulfully aligned. You want to get your systems and check your sales systems with funnels that superpower selling your products, your programs, your courses, hit me up. We can, I have a design membership. So it is a flat rate monthly fee to work with me every month. Included in that is branding, social posts, Kajabi websites, courses, funnels, like anything you need in Kajabi. I got you. So let me know. I'm here for you. I love that. Well, we'll make sure to uh, get all of that into the show notes to make it kind of a one-stop shop for everybody. So if you're listening in and wanting to find Hannah, check out the show notes. You'll have all the links there where you can find out more about her. Hannah, thank you so much for being on. I just have so loved learning more about who you are and your background and some of the lineage of your story and what makes you, you. And I'm just so grateful to have an opportunity to get to know you at a deeper level and frankly, to bring this vibrancy to so many more people. So check Hannah out. You're not going to be, you know, you're just going to fall in love like I did. And just so grateful for you to share so openly here today. Oh, you're so sweet, Jackie. Thank you so much. And yeah, I just appreciate the authenticity, the rawness of the conversation. There's no masking. We are here. This mm-hmm. is real. And it was just, yeah, it was so great to chat with you. And um, I admire the work that you do and your commitment to your vision and the people that you serve. So thank you for sharing your time with me. Beautiful. All right, guys, we'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show. Thank you for listening in to today's show. If there was a key message that landed with you, please share or send us a direct message on Instagram at Jackie Service and let us know. We love hearing from you. Also, to continue to keep this podcast growing, it would mean the world if you could take a minute and like and rate the show or share it with a friend. Our team is forever grateful. Until next time, we'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show.